just Jesus. And that's true. We can uh, kind of get caught up in doing different things and shopping and gifts and what do I want and all these things. But we can forget about the things that we really need. And Jesus is the only one that can truly give our souls what we truly need. And this holiday season, there's a lot of things that we may want. I know Black Friday shopping just happened in the malls and the stores and Cyber Monday and all that. Amazon loves this time of year because this is where, well, they make a killing all throughout the year. But really, this time of year, they really soar in their, uh, in their shipping and things of that nature. But there's a lot of things that we want, but there's certain things that specifically our soul needs. And Jesus is the only one that can feed our souls. He's the only one that can give our souls what they truly need. There's a lot of things that can bring you fulfillment. You know, your job can bring you fulfillment, but that's only temporary because at some point you're like, I need a new challenge. I, ne- I need to advance in my career. And, or it could, like you can even find fulfillment in hobbies. That could bring a certain level of fulfillment, but it doesn't really do anything for your soul. And today I want to talk about four things that every soul needs. Four things that every soul needs, and they can only come from Jesus. So I'm going to read three different scriptures where Jesus was speaking. And the four things that our soul needs are going to come from these four passages. So if you're watching online, you can join with us. You can turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4, verse 31. We'll start there, Luke chapter 4, verse 31. Also, the notes are on our app. So if you want to follow along on the app with the notes, you can do that. You can download the app. Uh, That'll be there as well. Luke chapter 4, verse 31. I'm reading out of the NLT, and it says, Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. There, too, were people who were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. They were amazed at Jesus' teachings, for he spoke with such authority. You know, when Jesus speaks, there's a level of authority that comes with that. Even at the age of 12, it says that he was in the synagogue's teaching, and his parents said, where are you? He said, didn't you know it must be about my father's business? So even at a young age, when Jesus spoke, there was a level of authority that came with his teaching. And so this is no different. So everyone in the synagogues was amazed at the words that were coming out of his mouth. That's why he drew such a crowd. They were amazed at the teachings, for he spoke with such authority. Verse 33. Once when he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit began shouting at Jesus, Go away. Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that moment, or at that time, the demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched and they came out of him without hurting him further. And a little later on in Luke chapter 4, verse 40, we'll pick up there, it says, As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick members to to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. So I love how it says, no matter what their diseases were. So that lets us know any ailment that you have, if Jesus' hands touch you, you'll be healed. 
It doesn't matter what it is. It could be diabetes. It could be kidney disease. It could be lung disease. It could be high blood pressure. It could be allergies. It could be sinuses. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If Jesus touched you, you can be healed. Amen? And couldn't you imagine the great joy that it was for them to know that all I have to do is run to Jesus, and he touched me, and I will be healed? Well, guess what? We have that same access. We have the same access as they did. Even though they saw Jesus in the flesh, we have him by the spirit. And we can call on him. And heaven is near. I know sometimes we feel like heaven is a long way away. But heaven is near. Heaven is near to our hearts. And we can call Jesus down from heaven at any time and say, hey, I have an ailment in my body. I need healing. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. And this is the third thing. Luke chapter 5, verse 8 through 11. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I am too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that he had caught, as were all the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Again, there's a lot of things that you want, but it's certain things that your soul needs. And we're going to highlight those things right now. The first thing and all the things we're going to talk about today, we just read through that passage, those passages of Scripture. These are the four things that every soul needs. The first thing is our soul's need, our soul's need is the truth. We need truth. Jesus is the truth. And I know the world would like to say, oh, just live your truth. Seek your truth. Whatever you feel, that's your truth. Walk in your truth. But the only truth is, is Jesus. If it's a truth outside of Jesus, it's not truth. That's the only problem with that. I mean, it sounds good. You live your truth. And it's like, oh, yes, I'm going to live my truth. And, and what is that? That's just a license to do whatever you feel. That's all it is. It's a license to do whatever you feel. And we know that doing whatever you feel doesn't always turn out well for us. I know it didn't for me. <laughs> but the world will try to tell you, you can find your truth. All paths lead to Jesus. That's not true. It says narrow is the way and few that find it. It's a narrow way, but it's the truth. We all need the truth for our souls. And you know that there's something that Jesus placed inside of each inside of our heart. It's the Holy Spirit. You know, before I got saved, I used to say, man, something told me, some, or something told me, and I knew it was something speaking to me that told me not to do this. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit that was working inside of me that I didn't even know. But, it, but God places the truth inside of each and every one of us when we know we're doing something right or wrong. That's why little kids, they know when they're wrong and they go hiding. Or they get real silent. Why is that? Because they know internally, they know, I know I'm doing something I'm not supposed to do. And that's something that's placed inside of our hearts. And the more that we suppress that, the more that we get away from that and do what we want to do, then that, that, that still small voice becomes quieter and quieter. But we have to make sure that, hey, when I feel the spirit or I feel the spirit of truth knocking at my door, I have to answer. And I have to say, you know what? I'm going to walk in truth. And the more you walk in truth, things become a lot more simpler. Choices become a lot more clear when you walk 
in truth. And Jesus, he taught the truth. That's why they said he spoke with such authority. The reason that he spoke with such authority because they never heard the truth before. They were used to the, uh, the Pharisees that were just giving them a bunch of religious mumbo-jumbo that sounded good, but it didn't do anything for their soul. When they walked away, they felt like, man, I have all these religious um, expectations and all these religious practices that I have to do. Who in the world can do these things? Because it brought, a, 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 it brought a, um, such a heaviness on them that they said, how can I do this? But when Jesus spoke, he spoke the truth. And it brought freedom. And they said, you know what? We can do this. And then that's when people said, he said that he, didn't he open the, the eyes of the blind man? Didn't he cast out the demon of, of the, we need to follow him. And the more they followed him, they opened themselves up to more truth. And then they realized, this is the way that I should follow. And that's how Jesus' ministry grew, because he spoke and he taught with the truth. We need to know the truth. And what does the truth do to us? When you study the truth and you humbly receive it, it does this, what it says in John chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus said to, his, to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And if you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When you remain faithful to Jesus' teachings, you truly show yourself that you're a disciple of Christ. And you walk in truth. And you walk in freedom. Not only also does walking in truth bring freedom, but it also brings transparency and honesty. It brings, when you walk in truth, it brings transparency, transparency and honesty. It's impossible to be free with a closet full of secrets. It's impossible to live free with a closet full of secrets. Man, I know a time of my life before I got saved, when there was things that, secret things in my heart that, I, you know how you try to hide something from your parents when you're younger and you don't want them to find out and you try your best and it's on the inside it's killing you because you're like, oh, they can't find out about this. But all along they know. It's like all along they know. And it's like they just waiting for you to, to mess up so the truth can come out. And then you make it worse because you lied about it or tried to hide it. But it's no different with Jesus. We try to hold things inside like he doesn't know. And he's like, uh, John, I know what you're doing. He's like, Susan, guess what? I know what you're doing. I, I know what's inside of your heart. Just reveal it to me. Just give it to me. But the enemy would love nothing more for you to hold on to those secrets and not walk in truth. But when you walk in truth, oh my gosh, it brings such a level of freedom where you don't have to hide in shame and guilt and condemnation, but you can, in tr you can, uh, you can walk in truth. And that's why it's so important to be in community. When you're in community, you can have a group of believers, brothers and sisters, that you can come to and say, hey, I've been struggling with this. Can you pray for me? Can you hold me accountable in this regard? I've been struggling with this. Can you hold me accountable? In the beginning of next year, uh, the first quarter, we're going to start life groups here. And life groups, is a, this is a great plug for life groups. Life groups is a great way to get connected to community. Because when you get connected to a community, I'm telling you, life gets that much better. Because you know, whatever you walk through, I have a group of men or women that I can call at any moment, and they can agree with me in prayer. And when you walk in that transparency, and you walk with that accountability, guess what? Life becomes a little bit more freeing. You don't have to walk around with the guilt and the shame 
and the condemnation of the lies of the enemy that tries to tell you, you can't tell anybody that because they're not going to understand. That's what he tried to tell you. You're the only one going through this. Nobody's going to understand. You just need to hold it to yourself and just allow the Lord to heal your heart. Well, how's that working out? It's been years of you trying to allow the Lord to deal with it in your heart. You need to go ahead and open up and confess that to a brother and receive healing. The word says that if you confess your faults to one another, then you receive healing. Healing comes when you confess your faults to a brother or sister in Christ. That's why you need strong believers around you. That's why I want to surround myself with strong believers, not just wishy-washy friends. I don't want just wishy-washy people around me that if I bring something to them, like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Good luck. No, I want someone that's going to say, well, I was reading this in the Word the other day, and it encouraged me. I want to encourage you in this as well. What is that? That's building your faith. That's building your strength. That's why community and being around strong believers is such important. And also, you need the Word of God. We're talking about truth. Why do our souls need truth? You need to read the entire Word to get the entire counsel of God. Because people love to say God is love, and he is love, but he's also judge. And he's going to judge us on every word, every idle word, every idle thought that we speak. So you need to know the full counsel of God. Yes, God is love, but he's also judge. And we need the full counsel of God because why? Our souls need truth. And when your soul receives truth, whoo, I'm telling you, that's freeing. That's the first thing every soul needs. The first thing we need, we need truth. Second thing we need is in the same vein, we need freedom. Every soul needs freedom. Satan is the enslaver, the binder, and the harsh taskmaster. And what Satan loves to do is to make people believe that God is the harsh slave, uh, the harsh binder and the harsh taskmaster. He'll make you think that it's all God's fault. It's God's fault you're walking through this. It's God's fault you didn't work out. It's God's fault that you're sick. Because if his word is true, why didn't he heal you? If his word is true, why did he allow this to happen to you? And the enemy will deceive you to make you think that God is the one that is the harsh taskmaster. But we know that Satan is a liar. And he twists the truth. And he twists the word of God to try to manipulate your feelings. Because we know we get in our feelings. And we get in our emotions. And when he can get in your feelings and your emotions, he can twist the word of God to make you feel like the word of God is negative. They can make you feel like the word of God is not true because he's an evil, evil devil. We are all born into sin and bondage, and our sin nature can strangle us and bound us. That's why we need freedom. You say, well, why do I need freedom? Because we're born into it. We're born into sin. You didn't have to do anything. That little newborn baby that's born, that baby didn't deserve anything, but guess what? It's born into a world of sin. And just by our sin nature... That baby will grow up to learn things that, you, don't, you know, little kids don't have to learn how to be stingy. It's in their nature. You ever see little kids playing with toys, and the one of them's playing with one, and then someone tries to, no, that's my toy. What is that? Because that's in their sin nature. And we think, okay, now we have to teach you. It's, you have to share. What is that? You have to learn and get free from our sin nature because it's ingrained in us from the moment that we were born. But that's not a thing to doubt about or be sad about. It's an opportunity to rejoice because we can go to Jesus to receive freedom. At any moment, 
We can say, God, free me from this bondage. Free me from this sin that I'm walking through. Just like we read in that first passage where the man said, I know who you are. You're the Holy One. And Jesus said, no, 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 be quiet. Come out of the man. And he received freedom. We could do the same thing. Jesus, I need freedom in my life. What do we need freedom from? Freedom from our past. The enemy will try to keep you a slave to your past, past mistakes, past habits, past failures. He'll try to keep you in bondage of your past, and we need freedom from that. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from addiction. Addiction, what it tries to do is it tries to suffocate you to the point where you feel like, I can't live without it. It, it, it dominates your life, where it's all you think about. It's all, all you can think. I just have to have another fix of whatever it is. I, I just have to. I, I can't live without it. If, if, if I don't live without it, if I don't have it today, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I can't sleep. That's addiction. And there was a story that goes that a man, he, um, he bought a boa constrictor as a pet. And we know that's the devil because... No one should have snakes as a pet. The only, good, the only good snake is a dead snake in my book. But anyway, this man, he bought a boa constrictor as a pet. And as it would grow, he would sleep with the boa. And the man would notice that at night, he would be in the ball curled up. But then at some points throughout the night, the boa would get as stiff as a board. And it would straighten up and get as stiff as a board. And he was like, oh, he maybe." He's just trying to stretch and whatever. And he said it would do this on time to time. And finally, he took the, the boy to the vet for a checkup. And he was telling him, he's like, oh, I was like, doctor, the, the boy, he does some very strange things sometimes at night. He'll just get right up next to me and he'll get as straight as a board. And the, and the doctor said, oh, well, that's not strange at all. What he's doing is sizing you up. Because once he feels like he's bigger than you, then he's going to suffocate you. He's going to constrict you. That's what sin does. Sin gets all tight next to you, and then the moment that it feels like it, never, it can overtake you, it strangles you, and it sucks the life out of you. And you just, oh, look at the cute sin. It's just right here. I could just, look how it's getting straight. It's right there next to me. It's getting warm and cozy next to me. The next thing you know, you're getting suffocated. You're getting suffocated. The life is being sucked out of you, and you're like, but I thought this was fun. I thought this was cute. That's how it all starts out. Until it gets to the point where you can't, you lost your, I don't, how many times have you said this or you heard someone else, I don't even know how I got to this point. I don't even know how I fell off this bad. What is that? No freedom. We constantly are on a journey of freedom. No matter how old you are, how long you've been saved, we are continually on a journey of freedom. Until we make it to heaven, we all need freedom. I know I need freedom. We all need freedom. Amen? But praise God that Jesus is the chain breaker, that we can run to him at any time and receive our freedom. Freedom. The maniac of Gadara, he broke physical chains. They would try to chain him up, and they said no matter how many chains they would put on him, he would always break free. He could break free from the physical chains, but he couldn't break free from the chains on the inside of him. Jesus is the only one that can break the chains of addiction to break the chains of bondage, to break the chains of your past that the enemy tries to hold on you. So our soul needs truth, our soul needs freedom, and the third thing is our soul needs healing. Oh, we need healing. Our souls need healing. Yes, Jesus wants to heal your body, 
but he also wants to heal our souls. Psalms chapter 107, verse 20, it says, He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. You know, sometimes our souls go through so much anguish that it feels like death. You could walk through so much trauma, so much disappointment, so much hurt that you could just get to the point where you feel like, it would just be better if I wasn't here. What is that? That's the death of door. But it says that he, Jesus, he sent out his word and healed them and snatched them from the door of death. If you need healing from your soul, reach out to the one that can heal your soul and snatch you from the doors of death. That's Jesus. He wants to heal your soul. So what are you recovering from? What do you need healing from? Is it a physical healing? Is it like an ailment, a knee pain, uh, 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 blood pressure, kidneys, whatever? Is there a physical ailment, something that you need healing from? Or is it mental healing? Sometimes you just have so much going on in your mind, you don't have any peace that I just need healing in my mind. My thoughts are all crazy. I'm not thinking right. I need healing in my mind. Is it mental or is it just for your soul? You've just been through, through uh, so much that, God, I just need healing for my soul. When I lay down at night, I have no rest. I have no peace. I have no joy. What, my soul needs healing. Jesus wants to heal your soul. And I want to encourage you today, receive your healing. Because it's that simple. All you have to do is reach out to God and say, God, heal me. And if you truly mean it with your heart, guess what he'll do? He'll reach down, he'll touch you, and he'll heal you. Healing. He wants to heal your soul. That's the third thing. We need, our souls need healing. Our souls need truth. Our souls need freedom. And this is the last one. And this is, man, this is a big one. Our souls need purpose. Our souls need purpose. Earlier we read about Peter when he was fishing. And Peter, we know that Peter was a fisherman by trade. And Jesus came on the scene and he saw Peter fishing. And he said, why don't you cast your net to the other side? And then they brought in a big harvest of fish and he brought it in. But he says, why don't you follow me and I will teach you to be fisher of men, to be a fisherman of men. And what Jesus was saying is, I'm not discrediting your occupation because you need to work to make a living. But what I'm offering you is purpose for your soul. When we partner with God and allow him to give us purpose for ministry and purpose for the kingdom of God, it unlocks something inside of you that the work that nothing can compare with. There's a lot of things that could bring temporary satisfaction and temporary happiness here on this earth, but there's nothing that will satisfy you like purpose. You want to be truly fulfilled? Allow the Lord to part, partner with the Lord in purpose for his kingdom. I'm telling you, there is a fulfillment that the world can never touch. You know how it is when you get that brand new thing for the first time, you're so excited about it, and it's like, oh, this is great, I got this, whatever it is. And then a few days later or weeks later, you forget about it. Or kids like that with toys on Christmas Day, they're so excited to play with the toys. And then two days later, I need a new toy. Well, didn't I just buy you like 10 toys? But I don't, I'm tired of these. I want some more. That's how we are. We're the same way. We, well, maybe if I get this new car or maybe if I get this new house or 
Maybe if I get the new iPhone 13 with the new whatever. I don't know whatever it is, but we say we want all these things and to try to bring fulfillment and satisfaction, but it never satisfies. It's just temporal. But when you partner with Jesus and you allow him to, to give you purpose for his kingdom, it changes everything. Peter, as a result of him saying, I will follow Jesus, which is crazy to think because think about this. If Jesus came to your job, whatever your profession is, and he says, I want you to get up right now, come follow me. We say, oh, Jesus, I would do it. But how many of us would really do that? If we think about it in the literal sense of what happened to Peter, he was on his job. Jesus showed up. He didn't know who he was. But he said, why don't you come follow me, and I will make you fisher, fishermen of men. I'm pretty sure, what does that even mean? Fishermen, like, I'm fishing right now, but how... So I got to throw nets at men and catch them? Is that, I'm pretty sure Peter's mind was all confused. But something inside of him said, this man has purpose. There's purpose with him. There's authority with him. This is something different. And he immediately dropped his nets and he followed him. Jesus gives all of us the same invitation. He gave the rich young ruler the same invitation that he gave Peter. He said, why don't you... He said, he said, follow, he said, why don't you, he was like, oh, I've obeyed all the commands. And he just named a few. And then Jesus said, why don't you sell all your possessions and give it to the poor and come follow me? But it says he walked away sad because he had many possessions. He couldn't do it. Even though I'm pretty sure he knew that the right decision was to sell everything and to follow Jesus. But because he valued his possessions so much, he couldn't find purpose. I wonder if the longing that you have in your heart is because you don't have purpose. I talk to so many people that just like, I'm so confused with life. I don't know what to do right now. Maybe you're watching online and you're like, man, I'm in a place in my life. I feel like I should have it together by now, but I, I don't know what to do. I would just say, do you have purpose in your heart? Because purpose is the only thing that will truly bring fulfillment. And he offers that to every single one of us. We work so hard to obtain possessions that one day somebody's going to throw away. Think about all the things that you treasure so much. In the future, at some point, somebody's going to come across some old boxes in your attic, cleaning out your house, and they're going to throw it all away. Things that you hold dear right now, at one point, is going to be, I don't know where the dump is here, but it's going to be at the dump. But you, yo, you can't throw this away. They're going to get, let's get rid of it. Let's clean it all out. But we hold it so dear to our heart. Everything that we own, everything that we possess at one point or another, either is getting thrown away or if Jesus comes and it's going to stay here and we're going to heaven. It's better to attach yourself to purpose than possessions. Purpose. That's the challenge today is have you truly connected to purpose? Because purpose will unlock a fulfillment inside of your heart. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things. Well, there's not a lot of things, but there's one thing that I wanted to do in my life. And y'all know the story of playing baseball. That's what I wanted to do. But even as much as I played, as much as I trained, as hard as I worked to reach the goals of playing professional baseball and having the opportunity to do that, it was still something inside of me that said, there's got to be more than life than this. I was still so unfulfilled, even though everything that I seemed like I worked hard for, it was right there. And I could have done it, 
But it was still something longing inside of my heart that I said, I'm, this is still not fulfilling me. But when I surrendered that and I said, God, I'm going to follow you with everything that I have, he unlocked what he gave me was purpose. That's what was missing in my life. Even though I was saved, even though I was involved in church, even though I was in a small group, even though I was serving, I was doing all these things, but still there was a greater purpose on the inside of me that I had yet to unlock because I never searched God to say, God, what do you want me to do? It was always, God, this is what I want to do. Bless it. God, this is what, these are my plans. Won't you come along for the ride? And that's what we do. We say, God, these are the plans I have for my life. Not, not what are your plans for me? But when you ask that question, God, what is your will for my life? Because all of us want to know, what's the will of God for my life? The will of God of your life is, ask God what his will is for your life. <laughs> that's the will. God, what do you want me to do? And when he speaks, do it. And it's going to bring purpose. And it's going to bring fulfillment. And then you have to stop wondering and you, you won't have to wonder, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You'll know. It'll be crystal clear. And I'm telling you, the fulfillment that you'll get from that, money can't buy. You can't put a price on it. You can't put a price on it. Because our soul needs purpose. Our soul needs truth. Our soul needs freedom. Our soul needs uh, healing. And our soul needs purpose. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? It's Christmas time, but it's our time to focus on God. Jesus, I need you. I need you for my soul. I need truth. I need freedom. I need healing. I need purpose. More than I need gifts, more than I need anything, that's what I need. And I just want to pray for everyone in the room tonight. If any one of these areas that you feel like, I need more of that. I need more truth. I need more freedom. I need more healing. I need purpose. If any one of those areas spoke to you or more than one, I, if you're watching online as well, I just want you to lift your hands and I want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for everyone with their hands raised. I thank you that you're speaking directly to our hearts right now. Lord, for those that need truth, I thank you that you would give us an appetite for your word, that we would begin to seek your word, Lord God, more than anything to discover truth. And when we would discover truth, that we would walk in obedience to your word. And I thank you that you're giving us uh, men and women that we can be accountable to, to walk in truth, to walk in freedom, to walk in victory. I thank you for right now, for anyone that needs freedom from addiction or bondage or from past hurts or pains, I thank you right now that freedom is coming right now. Lord, we receive your freedom, that there's nothing that you can't free us from. You are the chain breaker. I thank you right now that we come to you and we receive our freedom. I thank you for healing. Oh, Lord, healing for our souls. Lord, we walk through some difficult things. We walk through some hard times. And I thank you right now, Lord God, from every past hurt, every disappointment, for physical healing in our bodies right now. I thank you that healing is coming to us right now. We receive it by faith. By faith, we receive it, that it's already a finished work. Your word, your word says it is your will 
that we be filled, are healed. And I thank you for it right now that we are healed. I thank you for purpose, that you're placing purpose in our heart. For any area of our life, Lord God, where we, we've disconnected from purpose, align us back to purpose. Speak to our hearts concerning your will for our lives and that we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for you. Thank you that purpose is coming to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I just want to give one more invitation, and that's for anyone in the room that we talked about truth, and the truth of the Word of God is that Jesus is the Son of God. He died on the cross and rose in three days for our sin, all because He loved us. That's the truth of the gospel. That's the simplicity of the gospel. It's simple. Sometimes the gospel can be so simple that it's hard for people to understand and receive. But the good thing is you just need to have faith to believe it. You just have to say, God, I believe. And if you believe it, Jesus will come into your heart and he will give you a future that you never thought would be imaginable. He'll give you a hope. He'll give you a purpose. He'll give you a life that you like, God, how can life be this good? All you have to do is receive it. So I just want to give an invitation for those watching online, those in the room today, every head bowed, every, every head bowed, every eyes closed. If, if, if you're in this room today and you say, I want to come in the truth of the gospel, I want to receive Jesus in my heart. Or maybe you followed Jesus at one point, but you've strayed away and you want to come back. Whatever the case may be, you want to be made right with God today. I want to pray with you with no one looking around. I just want you to lift your hands and I want to pray for you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask everyone just to place their hand over their heart. You watching online, you place your hand over your heart as well. I want everyone just to repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for the sacrifice that you paid on the cross for my sin. I receive your truth today. And I thank you that you're coming into my heart and that you're illuminating your truth even more. I lay down my life today. I surrender it to you. I surrender my will for yours. And I say, Lord, show me the will that you have for me, that I may live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. If you're in the room and you made that decision in the pew back in front of you, there's a card that says, let's connect. On the back of it, there's a card that says, I made a decision. You can fill that out, drop it in the bucket during offering time. We love to connect with you, uh, hear what God did in your heart in that moment. Or if you're watching online, just drop a comment in the comment section. Let's say, I made a decision. You can email, uh, email us or you can um, inbox us on Facebook. Let us know you made a decision. We love to reach out with you and pray with you as well. But come on, let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow Christ. The greatest decision you will ever make in your life. Amen. We have just a few quick announcements and then you guys are dismissed. Uh, right now, we're about to give in a few moments. If you're watching online, you could give online. There's a couple ways you could do that. You could go to our website at newlifemobile.org on the homepage. There's a tab that says Give Online. Click that link, you can give. You can download our app, uh, New, Life Church, New Life Church of Mobile. 
download the app for Android or Apple. You can give on the app or you can go to our website or Facebook page for, for the address. And you can mail in a check or money order. Also, we have prayer this Wednesday, 6.30. We love to see you in the building. We'll be here for one hour for prayer this Wednesday, 6.30. Songs of Christmas, December 18th at 8.30. It's going to be great. You don't... 3.30. I was looking at the 8 and it got me confused. 8, I'm sorry, 3.30. Don't come at 8.30 because you're going to miss everything. December 18th at 3.30. That's a Saturday. Songs of Christmas is going to be great. And also our Life Givers offering is that, that following Sunday, December 19th, where we're going to sow into Jerusalem. We're going to sow into a uh, local mission here in Mobile. It's going to be awesome. Just ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to do to prepare to be a blessing to the world around us for our Life Givers offering? That's December 19th. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Hope you guys have a great week. We see you this Wednesday. If not, we'll see you next Sunday at 10 a.m. Y'all have a great day.